Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, Archery Unfiltered, how are you guys doing, huh? How you doing, you fuckos? <laughs> it is Friday. Uh, what, what is this? Still August. Last weekend of August. It's the 27th right now. So, by my count, there is an event tomorrow in Sacramento at Discovery Park. It is a 1440 round. Uh, what is it? The Grape Stakes event. I'm doing all this off of memory right now, people. I'm, 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 I haven't smoked weed in so long. I'm trying to... It, people think you stop smoking weed and like all your memory just comes back. It's actually just as bad as it ever was. Uh, because you're crippled now. So you have to like stretch your memory and get things going. So anyway, let, let me try to... If you guys had listened to my podcast previously, I'm fairly certain I talked about these events. The 1440 is the Grape Stakes event at Discovery Park in Sacramento. Uh, I think, in fact, I know you had to pre-register for that. So hopefully, you handsome and beautiful listeners out there have all pre-registered and are getting, what is it, 7.26 right now in the p.m. Hopefully, you guys are eating uh, a nice big dinner and you're going to go to bed early so that you can drive to Sacramento tomorrow and compete in a 1440. Um, I I don't want to, you know, let me back this up here. The point of this podcast is to, to help all you archers get good, to find your zen thing, in archery, whatever that may be, you know, um, I, I like to think of archery and filtered as like this bridge between nothing and like rudecast archery. Like if you guys listen to rudecast archery, Rudy, if you guys have listened to it lately, Rudy's seriously gotten off his ass and he is he is like doing stuff now. I almost regret going off and doing my. I don't regret it because I don't live. A, I'm not a regretful human being. But I urge all of you to listen to Rudecast Archery. Rudy is uh, really getting active on there. He got Brandon Williamson, and you know they did a great podcast where they talked about nothing for 45 minutes. That was awesome. Uh, and then he got Sean Vincent. Who I don't know if you guys know who Sean Vincent is, but if you're living under a rock, Sean Vincent is a prime shooter. He's a pro, and he just won a USAT event. He's he's Brandon Williamson's Reading partner all the time. They win Reading like you know, like it's almost easy for them now, or at least they get close to winning Reading. Uh, so Sean is just like he's all around really good shooter. He's a really nice guy. Um, he so Rudy just had Sean on. Uh, I think he's got Heather Gore. Uh, lined up and you know you guys should understand Heather Gore is a professional female pro who you know she's traveled all over the the globe 
just crushing it at archery events. So that's, an, uh, you know, it's really cool. There's a lot of good info out there. So Rudy is going out on, on, you know, going out on a limb, getting some really awesome pros to talk about archery. Um, and I think that's great. My focus right now, I, I try to do the same, you know. Uh, I admit, I try to do the same. I want to get pros on that you guys want to hear from, and you guys would want to pick their brains. And I just try to ask the questions that, you know, that you would think of, you know. Most of the time, it's for my own selfish reasons, because I'm trying to figure out how I can, you know, how I can squeeze a couple more X's in here or there. But um, I always like to think of myself as the bridge between nothing and, like, where Rudecast is. You can see I'm not, you know, I'm not going for, like, these shooters that have a bunch of sponsors on their jerseys. Sometimes they do, you know, and if they do, that's cool. But like the last, uh, last interview I had was John Weaver and how, how cool was that guy? I mean, he's the state record holder for the 900 and you guys better believe it that 900 rounds coming around the corner. So I hope you've all been practicing, but anyway, back to the 1440. That's what I want to talk about. Cause that's tomorrow. So 1440. Oh yeah. I, you know, I'm doing all this jumping around because, like I said, I don't smoke weed anymore. So it's kind of like I exist as like a like a cocaine addict would. Only I'm sober. It's like I've I've overcorrected, but uh, I get a lot of messages <coughs> on social media. I don't want you guys to know. I really appreciate the messages. Um, you know, people who give me props and say they like listening to this. You know. It, makes me feel good. I, I really hope that you guys are getting something out of this. Um, and a lot of people have questions, you know, and there is no such thing as a dumb question, right? Unless, unless you could just Google the answer. Okay. Uh, in which case, you know, I'm going to be nice because I need listeners, but I want you to know deep down inside or like when I flip on my phone and I see uh, questions like that, I punch my phone. I punch my phone. I literally do. So, <clears throat> first question is: What is the difference between a 900 and a 1440 round? <clears throat> well, aside from you know the numbers and the scores, it's the number of arrows you have to shoot to equal those scores. So. You know, I, I'm just gonna gloss over that one. I, I don't think that one needs to be looked at too hard. And I, if it does, I, I think people run the risk of injury. You know, just overthinking that one. But the other question I got was, how many arrows do you shoot per end for each event? And it's a valid question. But we do happen to live in this modern age where you could literally type that question in word for word to Google. And you get an answer. And I'll read to you exactly what I got, okay? Um, so, for grape steaks, I do believe that's a 1440. Now, I do realize I've been making a lot of mistakes on this podcast lately. And I haven't been doing the corrections like I normally do. Uh, mainly because I've been getting so excited with the guests that I get on, you know, uh, that I've just kind of forgot to do the corrections. <laughs> so, you'll have to forgive me. I do have a lot of corrections that need to be done, but I'm pretty sure grape steaks is a 1440, and I, I believe it's uh, 
a metric FIDA or a metric world archery or a metric use. I forget what they call it. It's a metric 1440. Let's call it that. All right. Um, so you got to shoot 36 arrows at four distances. So you're going to shoot 36 at 90 meters, 36 at 70 meters, 36 arrows at 50 meters, and then 36 arrows at 30 meters. Um, now this is meters. This is not yards. So I don't want you guys to like only get four sight marks and then go shoot them all wonky and then be like, oh, but what you said? You said it was 90 yards and it was, it was meters. Even if it, even if I did, it's only a couple clicks. I mean, you're just a couple yards off. You'll be fine. But it's meters. It's not yards. Okay. Now, uh, I don't know how many of you guys know the metric system, but I'm not even going to explain it because I, <laughs> I don't get it either. All right? It's just it's not yards. It's close, but it's not yards. Um, so there you have it. Uh, it is also... So 36 arrows. Can you guys guess how many arrows... So that's 36 arrows per segment. Can you guess how many ends... How many arrows you shoot on each end? If you have 36, I'll let you think about it. All right. Well, for the sake of anyone over, you know, hurting themselves, you're going to shoot six arrows per end, six ends. Now, I know I'm saying this all very confidently, and I realize how stupid that will look if I'm wrong, but um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, and if you add it up by the end, you'll have 1440 points if you shoot it clean. Uh, this was the event, or this style of event was the event that Randy Long uh, was dominating all these all these records at. Um, it was the last time I got to shoot one of these, I got to see my buddy Darren Crevea almost set the state record for the 30-meter section. So here's another thing that's cool, all right? It's all split up. So there's 90, 70, uh, 50, 30. You could dominate at a section and hold a record in that section. It's almost like every section is its own event. I got to watch my buddy Darren almost set a record. I think he only shot like a couple down at the 30 meter. Like, what was amazing was if we were in Vegas, he would have shot a 300 at 30 meters. Granted, it's a different size target face, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, he shot 300 points clean before he dropped anything. It was amazing. Um, so, yeah, every little section is is like its own thing. And you could, you know, if, if you're hot on any section, you run the chance of setting a state record. Um, so it just goes to show, like, if you have a crappy 90 meter, uh, don't, don't just pack it up and go home. Or don't get all down on yourself, you know. Uh, tighten it up. Get focused. Think about the next shot you're going to take. Uh, it, every single shot is is a new thing, you know. Think of it like this: <clears throat> you take a shot, you, 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 you know, it doesn't go where you want it to. All right. You could either clear your mind, focus on the next shot as if it were your first, and then just see what happens. Or you could go into that next shot thinking, "Fuck." 
you know, fuck, I've already dropped, you know, oh, man, if I drop this one, I'm going to, oh, it's going to be twice as bad. Oh, geez. And then it happens, and then you're like, oh, I suck. <clears throat> and you think, oh, man, I suck doubly now. And then it's like a compounding thing. It's like, I, it does a number on your ego. And I know, you're like, you're supposed to be shooting without your ego. So a good state of mind to have is that you're approaching each shot. I I try not to get too metaphysical for you guys. It's like a, I do this way too much. It's a, it's a holdover thing from being a stoner, but, but basically you want to approach each shot like it's your first and each shot you're feeling out brand new beginning to end. You know, you try not to you know, if something goes awry on one shot, you don't want to go into the next shot thinking like, oh man, I'm going to get, I'm all dippy now. I'm all dippy. I got to watch out for being dippy. You know, you got to, each one is its its own. I'm going to break it clean. I'm going to break it in the middle. I'm going to break it strong. You know, it's all basic stuff. It's all very basic stuff for you guys. I, I know I'm probably telling you guys stuff you already know, but anyway, 1440 basically what I wanted to get to it's six arrows six ends uh, four times different distances 70 meters or I'm sorry 90 meters 70 meters 50 meters 30 meters <clears throat> do I sound noticeably different now that I don't smoke I mean it has been a long time since I've smoked weed I think the last time I've smoked weed on this podcast was I think it was probably still a broadcast episode but anyway <clears throat> the other thing the 900 round. It is coming up. It is going to be the month of September. It's going to be the month of 900s. You know, will we get a new record? I don't know. Two down is a pretty stiff record. Uh, you know, it's going to be a tough one to beat. You're going to eat. a lot of people blame the weather on the 900s. It's 60 yards. Uh, you know, some wind. I mean, ultimately, I think that even a little bit of wind at 60 yards shouldn't be a big deal, but it seems like when you want every single point, you want conditions to be perfect. So I hope that everyone that shoots the 900 uh, this upcoming month, this September, I hope you guys all get wonderful weather, you know. I hope there's no wind. I hope it's not too hot. And, uh, you know, I hope everything goes your way, and I hope you guys... I hope you guys write write to my Facebook or something and say, "Hey, you know what? I did really good." You know, and you don't have to credit you don't have to credit Archer Unfiltered. You guys can credit Rudecast Archery. Shit, you can even credit Bow Junkie for all I care. But post on a post on the Archer Unfiltered uh, Facebook and be like, "Hey, you know what works for me? This is what works for me," because ultimately, I'm trying to cultivate this group so us California archers get a little bit better. And you know, I, I should say, you know, that's who I, that's who I feel like if I were a, ser- a public servant, that's who I serve, the California Archer. But let's be very clear: I am very tight with these Washington. No, I always say very tight. I shouldn't say that. It's now I sound like a name dropper. I am cool with Washington Archers, i.e., Blake Jerome, the guys that are destroying girls. You know, those two girls that are like uh, Terminators. Um, uh, well, I know Henry Bass. He's a Washington guy. 
my buddy Kai, he, you know, he's up there in Washington. My buddy Jeff, uh, Jeff and his wife, Rebecca. Rebecca just, uh, she's this uh, a, a female uh, women shooter who I think she won uh, Shooter of the Year. Uh, just picked up an Easton sponsorship. Congratulations, Rebecca. Uh, you know, I got friends all over. But basically, what I want is for these, uh, you know, the Bay Area shooters, the Northern California shooters, to do good. And not that you guys don't do good. Northern California shooters do good. But we could be better. And I, I know I say this as a couch quarterback right now because I am not that guy. But I have a strong aspirations for all of us. As you guys can tell, this is kind of a filler episode. I don't have any guests on today. Really, if you're tuning in for this, you're just hearing me rant and rave a bunch uh, as I drive. I'm driving to go hunting uh, as is most uh, most hunters are, you know, are likely to do at this time of year. But this isn't a hunting podcast. This is target archery only. So, <clears throat> 900 round. It's not 1440. All right. And you're only shooting it at three distances. So, you kind of, you know, I'm not going to say that's a trigonometry problem because it definitely isn't. I don't even think that's an algebra problem. I think that's just basic addition and subtraction. But at 900 round, you're shooting at three distances 60, 50, 40, right? You're going to split those three distances and spread out 900 points all over them. What you would get is five ends, six arrows each, three different distances. You're shooting 300, 300, 300. All right? Uh, and it's in yards, not meters. So you don't have to fiddle with your rangefinder. You don't got to, you know, click a button on Archer's Advantage. And just so you guys know, I've never done, you know, I've never done that. Why complicate things? You don't need to make a metric sight tape, all right? Just know that, you know... Uh, 90 yards is like, or 90 meters is like 92 yards or 94 yards or 98 yards or, or some shit like that. I don't know. Just figure it out. You know what you could do? Get your sight tape dialed in for whatever. You probably already got it dialed in from safari archery and field archery and everything that's been going down, right? And when you get to the line, just range it. Just range the distance. And whatever it says in yards, set it for that and shoot it. Hey, how about that? That's a novel idea, huh? Nice and easy. So, yeah, the 900s are coming up. And uh, if I were to give you guys homework to prepare for this, if, if, if it were me, if I was a free and unrestricted young man like I was only, only four years ago, um, my plan of attack would be this. I would, I would hit the range. Now, this is just for the 900. This is not for the, the 1440, but let's be honest. If you haven't registered by now and you're listening to this for the 1440, it's too late for you. All right? And there's nothing you can do for the 1440 because it's tomorrow. So this is for the 900. My plan of attack would be this. Uh, after work or before work, you know, if it were me, I, I work 9 to 5, right? So what I used to do is at 5 o'clock, I would drive to the range. It would take me about 40 minutes to get to the range. And then I would have from about 6 to 8 o'clock or 6 to 8.30. That's a solid two hours of shooting, right? I would 
get the 122 centimeter target face, or I do believe there is like a an abridged or what do they call it, a like cropped version of that target face where it's just the yellow and red. I would get that um, because you want to get real comfortable aiming at that yellow face. I, I've heard, you know, my buddy uh, Austin was talking about he's going to try going to a. Uh, a fiber for this. I have a fiber on the way to try for indoor for Vegas. Um, but I've heard a lot of good shooters talk about running fibers. I think even John Weaver shoots a fiber on a yellow face. Um, so that, you know, that means something. That there's something to that. Uh, something for you guys to look at you. Regardless, I've always shot a black dot. And the deal is you just want to get comfortable with whatever you're you know, dot fiber, reticle, whatever you're shooting, just get comfortable aiming at the 122 centimeter face. Start, if it were me, I'd start at 60 yards, all right? Because let's be, let's be real, if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do like a study for our test, you're gonna wanna get the stuff you don't know out of the way first. And I think the hardest shit in the 900 is gonna be the 60 yards. And most people are like, oh dude, I pound 60 yards all day. That's great. I bet you, you, if you pound 60 yards really good, I bet you you pound 40 yards better. All right? So why not maximize your 60? It's going to be the hardest one. It's going to be where most points are dropped. In theory, it'll be where most points are dropped. I've seen guys drop more points at 40 or 50 or something gets in their head. Like you guys heard, Weaver only dropped one at 60 and then dropped one at 40, I think is what he said. Um, And then he was like, no more. Um... So, you know, your, your homework or your game plan would be get to the range and try to get some kind of consistent thing going, all right? Or it's like, you know, m- maybe you're not as fanatical as I once was, all right? Or for me, it was like, I'm going to go every day after work. It's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and Friday if I can, um, two hours every day. It's like going to the gym, you know, or going to yoga or, uh, or whatever you're into, you know, and you're gonna, you're gonna, for two hours, you're gonna pound that 60 yards and, and and check this out. Like if you started now, if you started a month ago, you would have had a month of like every single day to do this. So right now, considering that these 900 is about to kick off in like a week or two, you might only have two weeks. If you did three practice sessions a week for two hours each session, or even one hour each session, let's be conservative, give me an hour and a half each session. Yeah, three times a week, that is six sessions at an hour and a half. Like, that's that's some practice time right there. Like, you, you will have put in some decent practice time. At six sessions, you could do three hours on each distance. You could do 60, 50, 40. If you can't dial in 60 in three hours, uh, you know, don't even worry about it. But that would be ideal is you get a couple sessions. I know some really good shooters probably only going to go practice this once. You know, I know some good guys, the wilderness guys are probably only going to do one or two practices. Uh, The expendables, you know, I think are, could be wrong. They might be practicing right now. There, the sun is still up, it's 7:55. Uh, so, 
you know. But you're gonna take a whole quiver out there. Alright? So take 12 arrows to the line and dump them all in there. If you got 20 arrows, dump all 20 of them in. Because every time you gotta walk 60, 60 yards to pull arrows, that's the time you could be shooting. So you're gonna uh, shoot as many arrows as you can at 60 for the time you have it. But I'm not gonna say spend your whole time at 60. Like, definitely divvy it up so you got your 50 and 40 yard marks dialed in tight. All right? And then um, I saw, you know, what John Weaver said that I thought was really interesting was he doesn't tweak on his bow too much. He shoots a lot and lets himself acclimate to the bow. And when I shot really good indoor scores, that's what I had done. I stopped fucking around with my gear so much and just shot a lot and then started to learn what my own body does you know like if you at this point you probably got your bow dialed in pretty well if not you know it'll come with time you know uh the more arrows you put down there it'll tell you like what john said it'll tell you what what needs to happen you just gotta put the arrows down range so uh yeah that's what i would do i would i would get the target uh if you're, you know, beginner to novice level intermediate, I don't, I wouldn't mess with your reticle or your pin or anything. I would use what you're most comfortable with now. If you, you know, if you're advanced and you can, you can afford to fiddle around with stuff because you know how you're going to put it back anyway, then yeah, go for it. Change it up. See what, see what works out for you. But, uh, you know, for the, for those of us that are just uh, you know still kind of beginners, just stick with what you've been rocking. You know, um, yeah, and and that should do you. It, it's not rocket science. The the nine hundred is sixty fifty forty. Easy, easy stuff. You know, uh, you can do it. Anyway, uh, I think I'm gonna get my buddy Rudy on right now, and you know we'll talk a little bit and. Maybe you guys can get something from it. Otherwise, you know, this is just a filler episode. This is for you guys to listen to. Hopefully laugh at something on your way back to or from an event or uh, to or from practice, okay? So hang in there. Uh, I'm going to get Rudy on in five minutes. Rudy! How's it going, man? Hey, buddy. What's happening? Oh, nothing, dude. I'm just driving down to go hunting. Thought I'd give my old buddy a call so I could get a... Oh, this is really just a filler episode. <laughs> so, you know. A filler? I, yeah, that's what I call a filler episode. Uh, <laughs> I pretty this much... This isn't Krispy Kreme, bro. I, I don't want to use such graphic terms, but I kind of blew my wad talking about 900s for, you know, with uh, Nick and John. So now it's like we still got like two more weeks till the 900s roll around. And I'm like, uh you guys know, you get... I said it. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I did a I did a little recording with Alan yesterday uh-huh. um, that won't be published for a while. But you know, if you take Alan Brunetta's advice, you sort of just wander into it, and you know, just oh, let nine, just let it happen. The nine hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Vita. Oh, Vita rounds. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, of course you're going to say that because you shot really good at the SoCal Showdown. But that's a different kind of feta. Yeah. Than the one that – there's a, a grape steaks tomorrow. Yeah. And that is a metric 1440. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a grind. I've been to that one before. That one? Yeah, I've been to that one before. I think I um, – sorry, cut out there. I think I got second place. I think I got second place there once. I got first place in the guest class. Oh, really? Yeah, but I was shooting against the guy who made his own Gatorade, so I don't know if that's like, you know, I'm not saying much for the competition. I don't know, Gatorade. That sounds pretty interesting. I met very a lot of interesting people uh, at nah, Gatorade. It's amazing that he found his way to the range. Was... Really? But, uh, yeah, dude. I'm just picturing like I'm just picturing like this, like like buckets in the back of uh, like Volkswagen Scirocco and like little plastic baggies of like homemade treats. And stuff. <laughs> it was like that, dude. <laughs> he had he had his Gatorade and a Camelback that he wore while he was shooting, and then he would offer me sips from his straw in between ends, and I was like, "No, oh, that dude, that's that's that makes it even better, dude." Like. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm good, man. Like, please, please stop asking me. I mean, like, it wouldn't, you know, what wouldn't make this situation weird would be if it had like some liquor in it. <laughs> it would have made it so much better. Yeah, <laughs> then, it, then it's understandable. So, you know, I, I, have we talked about the 900 round at all, Rudy? Um, not, not on, not on any like recording or anything. No. Um. So I kind of gave props to you because. You had helped me get in touch with John Weaver. It was you and Cody Price kind of helped me get in touch with the man himself. And as far as, you know, as far as it goes right now, John Weaver is like the king of the 900, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. And he, he will be until someone shoots better than two down. Do you think yeah. that is going to happen this year? Um, it depends on who's actually shooting the 900. I think um, I think a bunch of people are. I know Austin Watts is going to shoot it. Uh, I mean, if I I don't I and I, I don't mean this as an insult to anybody or any of our friends who might be shooting or just anyone in general, mm-hmm. but I think right now, given given the amount of shooting and events and what I've seen getting thrown down, I think the only people at this moment that's capable of that is probably either. Like Randy Long, Austin Watts, Rubio, um, or if like if you know if Allen wasn't going to Colorado, he could wander his way into the 900 and probably do that. Do you think Allen could break the state record? Oh, I I think he could. Um, I think he I could too. If maybe he hasn't been practicing, probably not. He need at least two weeks of practice. I think, and that, and all the the targets would all have to be 50 meters. Yeah, no, you know what? It, um, for the state nine hundred, I think for the record to be beat or would be, I mean, it could happen. I don't know. You know, yeah, I, I, really I, don't. I, I do think it could happen, but you know, with the fires that are all going down right now, I I think the fires kind of fuck up the weather patterns. Do they not? Yeah, I mean, if you think about where the locations are, at least here in Northern California, you're gonna it's gonna ha- it's gonna be a at Black Mountain Bowman, so it's going to be really hot, 
uh-huh. and and the field is not going to be facing in a in that great of a favorable um, position, and uh-huh. then uh, the other location that it's going to be facing uh, be at is uh, Nevada, Nevada City, yeah, which Nevada is also going to be hot and probably really smoky because that's that's in uh, that's El Dorado uh, forest area. And that whole area is actually like on the national forest side is closed uh-huh. for where, for right now because know, of fire danger. Do you know where else they're shooting it? Shooting it in Northern California. Uh, I as far as I know, those are the only two locations. Is SFA, straight arrow, is straight arrow Bowman doing it? You know, I don't even know. I want to say that I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Right. And so, where would you pick to shoot it, Rudy, if you had a choice? Honestly, I think uh, the San Francisco Archers. Uh, no, it's windy. Um, I, you know what? When I when I won when I won when I won it in Bowhunter, um, it it wasn't it wasn't too windy. Okay, wow. The I last mean, few it, times it, I it's shipped. hit or it's hit or miss, dude. I mean, like right on that right. on that field, if it could be blowing, like you know, there could be a you know gust of wind coming from the ocean, and then. You go to the field there, and then there's like no wind, and so, then and then you have like a beautifully perfect day everywhere else in the Bay Area, and you go to the range, and then it's like windy as hell. Like so, it's just a weird. It's in a weird like pocket in this like out you know cove of this little you know uh, right. mountain. You know, so I mean, it's really it's really unpredictable because because uh, it, it's such a it's such a little tiny microclimate. You know, right, right. It's so close to the ocean too. I think yeah. Black Mountain Bowman right now would be the place that I would choose to shoot it. Yeah, if I, I mean, had my my pick. It, you know, with with everything that's going on at work and stuff right now, with uh, uh, you know, um, Hans and Adrian going on a trip and stuff, like I probably would have shot it at Black Mountain Bowman. Yeah, um, that would have been my second choice. Do you, um, if San Francisco Archers would have would have hosted it this year. Are you planning to actively compete in the CBH SAA events uh, this year, Rudy? Not at all. Yeah, and no, I mean me either. I, I definitely. And, and um, I, like just being one hundred percent honest, I, I think, uh, after talking with Sean this morning, um, I, I, I'm going to reprioritize my goals for next year and what I'm going to be doing. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm probably not gonna be doing much of the state stuff i'll really? definitely be doing outlaws cool um i'm definitely gonna do all of the indoor stuff that we got we're gonna be doing here in california yeah but it's hard I, to do the I'm, indoor stuff is so much fun here yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go for for the i'm not gonna say that the local stuff's not quality but i'm gonna go for more of the national level events and and honestly that's what i i that's what i i contractually need to be doing anyways yeah as a pro shooter yeah right well that makes sense that makes sense i i might you know try to hit uh some state a uh, couple state things and you know kind of sit back and sandbag a little bit i'll do it in the pro class but you know I'll, uh, i think if the dates are right you know and, and it makes sense you know i'll, I'll do it for sure but... right right so rudy I got to ask, I asked John Weaver what he would do to tweak his bow for a six, for a 900. And he said, like, more or less, 
he said nothing. He was like, I would just shoot it as much as I could until my body acclimated to what I needed to do. Would you agree? Um, meaning, meaning, meaning he's just going to run his setup same yeah. as he would. His outlaw so, setup. I, I, I would agree with that. Like, honestly, like, I, I would I would run my outlaw setup for really yeah because by 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 this time of the year um you know we've been shooting a lot and I'm, I'm saying a non COVID year right like uh-huh. like by by Oregon Safari which happened in July like you're we're already at our like peak of shooting Safari you know I mean not that. You, I mean, you should have things worked out with your bow. I mean, before the season even starts, but I mean, you've, you, I think you by then you've run out of excuses for anything being wrong on your bow, right? I think everything should That's be, correct. I think everything should be as it is. And I'm not talking for myself personally, I'm just talking about just in general. Like, I think, it's actually a very good point because if you change anything, you now introduce a variable into this setup that is unverified. Right, yeah. like it's like I, I mean, I've shooting. been, I've been oh, secretly sorry. shooting my indoor bow, you know, setting up that indoor bow and shooting that, uh-huh. and and it it's um I feel like I haven't been shooting in in ages. It's a, just a totally different feel. Can you tell me the difference between your indoor bow and your your outdoor bow? Is it a thirty seven? Are you still shooting a thirty seven uh, axle to axle? Invictor? There's not a single thing different. It's just a whole new bow. Like uh-huh. I retired the orange bow and I got the white bow. That's cool. It's it's just a new bow, so a new string, new. It's yeah. a Brett. It's, so it's it's. I went from one Invicta thirty seven to another Invicta thirty seven. Awesome. Um, and then uh, the it's just cha- I changed bows, which I don't know if that was smart or not, but no, no, I think so. You know? I I really think the orange bow does not look good on you, and I think a white bow. <laughs> Really the white, the cool. white, the wipo has a slimming effect. Yes, <laughs> it makes you look like you shaved, like when you shoot it, it and like you combed your hair and stuff. It looks yeah. good, but it feels different. I mean, I'm just just saying it right now. Like the whole bow feels different, you know. Uh huh. Are you shooting and, it? Uh, um, exactly the same. Are you shooting the same let off, same mod, uh, cams and everything? Um. Well, the difference is, and the one thing, uh, the one thing I forgot to do when I set up the wipo which I should have done is I should have taken the limbs off and looked at what the deflection was on the limb because the, the bow that, um, so, so the, the white bow right now is about an eighth of an inch longer than, than my, than my orange bow, you know, measuring it on a drawboard and, 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 you know, going through my notes. And, and so it's, it's feeling a little bit longer and I'm kind of just going with it for indoor cause it's not, I'm I'm taking a chapter out of Austin Watts' uh, book there, and uh, but it, it still feels a little bit weird. But I might end up shortening it. But what I wanted to kind of compare between the two bows is the orange bow originally when it shipped from Hoyt was um, it had a spiral cam, mm-hmm. and then I later changed the cams over to a DCX cam or DCX cam, and so even though the it's it's an easy change. There is a slight difference in poundage, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's a, a couple, a few pound difference in, in weight. So, on the when I did that, I had to do some 
custom cable links on on the orange bow and and I got the the bow holding and feeling really well and I think what I have to do is uh do the same thing with the white bow mm-hmm. but the one thing that that is nice about the white bow is uh the the orange bow when I made the conversion I was like five pounds over at peak weight meaning when I when I put it on the scale with the limb bolts all the way down it was pulling like 65 pounds uh-huh. with with this white bow um I, I you know it, it actually peaked right at 60 so I mean, I was able to get the bow down to like 54 pounds nice. to shoot it, shoot it light, a lighter, lighter weight. Do you have any, um, uh, what's the word? Are you going to shoot that coyote 600? Um, I, you know, I didn't even know, I didn't even know about it until you said something about it. It's October um, 30th. It is at black mountain. So I think it's outdoor, but I think um, it's, 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 uh, indoor stuff outdoor right yes and uh, i believe i i'm just speculating because i does not have any indoor sections here um but it's a saturday i know you normally look saturdays but it is you know it, it does look like a cool event october I'm, i i you know what i don't know i'm gonna probably say no because um october late october i want to say that adrian has the late season Covalo tag. And then Hans is also going on a hunting trip to Texas in October. So I don't know exactly what those dates are, but, um, so I'm probably going to say no, if it's on a Saturday. Um, but I probably would have said no to it just because I'm not, I'm not shooting indoor stuff at an outdoor target. Well, what would you do? It's probably just gonna be ba- like you know, probably just gonna be a regular feed a bale or something like that. Is it? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I probably just, I don't know. He's just probably an elitist. Not. Probably not. Hoity toity. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to, uh, I'm gonna stick to shooting the, you know, the, the format that I want to do. Yeah. What and which is yeah. what. I mean, I've done I've done that before. Where I've, I've tried to practice for Vegas outdoors, uh-huh. um, and and I, it's just not the same. I think Heather Gore does it. You know, she does it out of necessity. I'm sure. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll talk to her about that tomorrow. But I see you're saying um, you don't have to. I, I just don't know, man. I, I've done it before. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I you know what with the schedule right now, I can't say. I'm gonna have to just say I, I can't say, but it's probably a no. Well, no, I, I'll be honest. I'm glad you're not shooting it because, you know, um, I'm trying to ditch this reputation as a sandbagger. So, you know, I'm going to enter this event and take my lickings. But, you know, the least if there's less competition, the better it is for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my God. Well, yeah. anyways, you had asked me earlier about the whole 900 thing, and and like if I I can circle back to that for you, man. Like, uh-huh. on, honestly, man, like I think I think John's right. Like John's right. Like I don't I don't or I don't know. Did he say change stuff or not change stuff? He said don't change any. He said, you know, by this time, my outdoor setup is set up. Yeah, said, I 100 percent agree with that. His main 100%. thing is he he gets the 122 centimeter uh, feet of face. And he gets acclimated to shooting it. And he says, because it's a different face, you got you to gotta get used to floating inside it, you know, and breaking middle. 
So mm-hmm. he's like, that's the main thing. I get used to what that shot feels like, you know? I think, I think like you, you got solid, solid information out of Nick and John. Yeah. Both ab- of those about guys that. are killers. And, and I think what a lot of, um, I think what a lot of people are looking for, and, and I see it all the time with, in students and, and people that I give lessons to and people that I'm, you know, working with is that, um, most people, um, are not, are looking for, are looking for someone else to tell them what they need to do. Yes. Right. I, as, the a, as a, of and this so episode, that's exactly right. The, the part that I was recording before I, I talked to you, uh-huh. I laid out, like, if I were you, this is what I would do. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. You know? And, and for some people, that's what they need. I guess they just need to be told what to do. I mean, um, how do you think John Deadly got so famous? He's just literally telling people, if it's green, you buy it. You, you stick it, well, you know, arrow wraps and say knock on, and bam, you're set, you're golden. And he got, you know, the dude's well, probably some, a millionaire now. Well, I mean, some people just need to be told what to do, I guess. You know, like, they just need to be, like, told, you know, every, you know, this is how you do it. This is a step. But right. But everyone's different. And I think, like, like um, for, for however Nick has his bow set up, right, he takes that aim small, miss small mentality where, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, he feels that he's giving himself uh, um, an advantage by aiming at a smaller dot, right? Uh-huh. And, Is that what he said? Then, I, thought, I thought he shot it at a 122. No, I think he said shoot for a small target. Or maybe oh, I'm really? confusing something. Like, I, a 50, I, uh, like a 50, uh, the 50, was it 50 centimeter or 55 or whatever? I could have sworn he said he even takes a Vegas uh, face and aims at that. Maybe a Vegas single spot. Yeah, it's the Vegas single spot. You know, that and, sounds and like Nick. Forty yeah. centimeter target. Uh-huh. Be more specific, and practices that for the nine hundred. And then, but then, like John makes a good point about, like, well, when day of competition, you're not shooting a one. You're not shooting a forty centimeter target. You're shooting a one twenty two. Right. How do you and know? You, how you do you float, know? You float in there. Yeah, and then, and then, and then talking to Sean this morning, mm-hmm. you know, and asked him about his scope setup, you know, he's running a four power and, 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 uh, he's pretty much blurred. So he uh-huh. doesn't see the details of the X ring. So I think it kind of depends on how you're running your scope too. Like, right. like if you're, if you're running a super clear, um, lens setup where you can actually see details like the X ring or see, see the, those types of things, then, then it might be better to shoot the actual target you're going to be shooting at, so then you're familiar with what you're looking at, right? You know, I think, because um, if you're if you're used to aiming at a little tiny yellow dot, and then you get a big one, and then now you see this X ring, you, you know, are you going to know what to do with it? Right. Well, a Blake Drum said he also detail. He said he shoots blurry. Also, he doesn't, or he does. Yeah, so he, he doesn't shoot clear. Like he his. Sorry. Yeah. I also relax a little bit. Yeah, and that's and that's that's a um, I think that's a trait of someone who's um, truly executing. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna call Blake a a purist in the form of execution, right? Like I mean, uh-huh. that's someone who's really 
working on execution and they're focused right. on on the dot, maybe not just the details of the inner dot. You know what I right. mean? And so, anyone that is blank bails, I think, is someone who is practicing execution. Right? I think that's a safe safe assumption. Um. Yeah. 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 Because then you're you're not you're not actually picking out little details. Right. You know, um, but um, did, in the in the target. Sorry, you, you cut out there. What would you say, bud? Oh, I'm sorry. Did did Sean Vincent tell you that he blank bails at all? You know what i I totally forgot to. I totally spaced on that question. Um, um, because the conversation was really good, and and like I, I didn't get to answer all the, you know, ask I think, all the. All I think the, everyone all should. Uh, you know. I think when, as soon as people are done with this episode, they should check out your rootcast and, and it was check a good out one. your. It was a, re- it was a really good one, Sean Vincent. Yeah, dude, you. Yeah. I gotta hand it to you, Rudy. You guys got some good guests lined up, man. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know where this Rudy was when I was on the show, but <laughs> it's good. It's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's 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 awesome, and I think uh, I think for all the all the shooters that listen to us all you know all, all 20 of them it's uh, going to be beneficial for for everybody if that yeah you know? no and and i think if i have to answer your question there i'm gonna probably say that um like sean sean has a very limited amount of time to practice because of his uh um because because of his job you know he's in law enforcement um you know he's a full-time dad and you know it's like I, I think I think for him it's like he's got a limited amount of time to practice, and anytime he can get, shoot his bow, he's going to shoot his bow. So if that means it's in the garage at five feet, or you know, a, a nice day where it's not raining in Washington, he can get out there and shoot some arrows. He's going to sh- he's going to shoot whatever he can. He it sounds like he can, he's going to shoot whatever he can get his hands on. So right, um, right. But um, but yeah, I think I think right now, like at this point. For anyone who's listening uh, right now, and they're going to shoot the fourteen forty to tomorrow. Um, oh, if, I, I, they'll be listening I to think, it on the way there, or they'll be going home after day one listening to it. Yeah, I think I think don't change anything. Like run your run your run your program, run your mental game. By this point, you you should have it. You should have already been 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 there. You know. Yeah, but I mean, some people are still. Like, I, I know a couple shooters that are just now, like, okay, like, I'm going to get on it. I'm going to start competing. This is going to be their first event. And if not this one, the 900. Or is going to, not going to be their first event, but going to be the kind of, like, catalyst that gets them on this train of competition, you know? Yeah, but if, if that's the case, then just go and have fun and, and experience it. And get, get get that benchmark. Yeah, soak you know? it up. Soak but, it up and see. see but you that person has still been shooting all this, you know, whether it's been a week or two weeks, like just run that program, like have a, have a thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was going to, you know, I was going to actually probably do a solo one here not in, in a while, but since you kind of, you know, this conversation has got me thinking, I'll just talk about it now. Uh-huh. But, but I, I think there's a benefit to having um, a series of steps or, you know, like, you know, in, in the shop process during your skill development. Um, Cause there's a lot of like little things that I, when, when I, 
when I get somebody who's who walks up to me and they say, man, I really need to take a lesson. Like like most of the time now, like people that are taking lessons from me, they're they're like at a they're at like at a um, a critical uh, state. They're they're in a they're in crisis mode. Like I'm I'm like in an emergency room and I'm just trying to patch them together. Uh huh. You, you know, like I'm I'm like ER I'm like ER coaching right now. Like I'm Is getting it? a lot of people people that are like I've been shooting for twenty years, and I've never taken a lesson, and I have no clue what I'm doing, and I'm like really frustrated because like either either they're trying to get better and they're not getting better um because you know for 20 years they they just they shot fine the equipment has changed and they don't know understand you know what they're feeling and what they're going through so you know like they're in crisis mode right right so a, a step shot process is a, a beneficial thing for people to a certain point, because, and I'll, I'll give you an example, right? Like, there, I mean, there, there's going to be outliers, okay? So, obviously, you have your form, and there's things that you can and can't do, right? right? But, you know, I think people need to be open-minded and try different things, but understanding, like, conceptually, like, what, what, what does one step lead to in your posture and, and how you execute shot and how, 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 it, how it affects you down the road so something as simple as your stance and setting your feet appropriately to the target and just being aware of how you're standing every single time you approach the target affects a lot of different things it affects like your hips and in rotation and how much whether they move or don't move and and if they're not move and if they are moving it actually causes your shoulder to behave differently if yes. you're shooting in a closed stance versus an open stance right and so so someone who's struggling like like you see people post a, a question on on you know on online saying you know i'm having a hard time you know with my front shoulder like the first thing i'm going to ask you is well how are they standing and uh, right towards the target and then and it's like that has nothing to do with your shoulder but actually it does like how because it's you know so sometimes like some people need to just be aware of what they're or be, be told or, or corrected on these few little like form details. And then, and then, and then their shot can come together. Meaning, right. meaning they're doing something that's, um, you know, you know, putting a wrench in the, in the wheel. And, hey, and so, dude, yeah, speaking go ahead. of stance, have you ever seen Chris Schaff's stance? Have you ever seen how he places his feet? No. It is so crazy. Like, everyone out there, Google Chris Schaff. I, it's gonna, not many things are going to show his feet. So I, I don't know if it's going to be Vegas or if it's going to be a USAT or whatever. The way he stands is unlike anything I have ever seen. It is like literally, like if you were to, it would be like your left foot, toes are pointing to 11 o'clock your right foot is behind your left foot's heel mm -hmm. with your right toes pointing to two o'clock it, it's such a i i've tried it i've tried to replicate it so very hard for me to shoot yeah. like that and so and so like and so like if you want to talk about textbook like you know if you came to me and and you're struggling with something like that would be the first thing that i changed you uh -huh. know but Chris, there's nothing. Chris Schaff is like winning and doing 
as an amazing shooter. So, uh-huh. right, that stance—he's he, not he going to change it. Right, that stance mm-hmm. is integral to his shot process. It's, it's. Yeah, that he's developed that to be what works for him, and that's what I'm saying. There's always going to be outliers, you know. And there's always going to be like things, but I guess like what I'm getting at is is that, um, you know, a, a lot of times people come for a lesson and they need they just need that little bit of help. Yeah. To and, and sometimes they, they need to be able to address a few little things and and sometimes it, it's a matter of they they may be already doing things appropriately. So like like I, I would tell them, Hey, I'm gonna tell you what you're doing right so that you know because sometimes people don't even know what they're doing. Like like some people just naturally pick up the bow and they are there. Um they they have like perfect shoulder position. They're not hyperextended. You know they they draw the bow naturally. Their feet, you know, you know, open to the target properly, and like like everything just looks like really textbook and perfect. But then they're not shooting well. But it's also because maybe they don't understand like exactly what it is that they're doing, and so when they start to get tired, they that's when they start to that's when all of their what I see in the first 15 shots is I don't see them getting tired, you know, right. but then when they go home and then they shoot 50 arrows, you know, if they no longer look the way they first did when, when I'm looking at them and they say, how's right. my, how's my form. So, so sometimes it's a matter of explaining to them, well, this is what you're doing correctly. Here's a series of steps that you can follow. Right. You know, so then now it's in your head, you know exactly what you're doing. And so now you have like a real, like, elementary shot process and it may not be as complex as you know um you know the knock-on one or you know nts or or you know something that larry wise yeah, puts what together that, what's that um, how many steps is nts is 10 steps right um you know I, you, it doesn't matter um what oh, but okay. what i'm saying is it's an elementary you have an elementary process right so yeah. you can go to an event right like the 1440 and just run that program be like, I'm going to make sure that I'm at least controlling what I can control. I'm going to do these things with my posture. And that's, and that's how you start. That's how you start the, the, the process. Right. Yes. But if you go to an event and you have no idea how, like what it is that you do, whether it's wrong, like, for example, you mentioned Chris Schaff and his stance. Uh-huh. You know what? I bet you, he knows exactly how he needs to stand. And yes. and that's why he's successful because he, He's worked on his mental game. He knows exactly what he needs to do. Yes. He stands like a show pony, and then he fucking crushes X's. That's right. You know. Um, now, okay, the thing with the steps, though, all right, and I know you said it doesn't matter, and I think it does matter. I think any more than six steps, uh, you're bogging down the city. You're overcomplicating things. Um. Well, what, what you're missing out is conceptually what those steps are not necessarily like your brain goes from like, okay, I'm, I've just moved from A and I've gone to B. A lot of times those steps are, are things that you do that are maintained all the way through the shot. You're not necessarily thinking about them. But like, for example, like when you set your stance, right, that's, that's already like, doing like 10 other things for you biomechanically right that is step yeah. one and in, in that one step but it's but it's also kind of already like like semi filling in 
you know, some of the other check, you know, check marks yes. down the road. Okay. Go on. And, um, but in the beginning, so, you know, a series of steps like an NTS, and that's really meant for recurve, you know, uh-huh. like exactly. the, the, the compound version is bastardized. Uh-huh. They just said, they, like, really, like, when, when they got my level four, it was like we spent five days tr- talking about recurve. And then we got to compound and it was like a one hour slideshow of how uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. It was a one hour of, well, this is now that, you know, uh, recurve NTS, this is how it applies to compound. Like you, you just, you know, <laughs> instead of doing this here in step right, four, you, you do you this, like, <laughs> it's literally like they just copy and paste it and be and then like, here's where it's different, you know, but like, but um, I, I would say I would say that however many steps you need to have is whatever you need to have, you know. And I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say you keep it to six. If you go, oh, God for and split it into thirty-three, yeah. you, you you are hurting yourself. Just because I know John Bentley had like an eleven-step, fourteen-step thing. And then he's like, no, let me show you each step. I'm going to break it down into three for each one. So it's like, you know, your stance. Well, I go 11 and 6, and then I look to the sky, and then I, you know, wet my finger. And you know what I mean? It was like every little step, he had broken into three things. So then, you know, one of his followers would be like, okay, you know, I'm going to check my stance. Are my feet like his? You know, am I positioned shoulders correctly? It's, It's like... Now you've added, you've you've muddied the water so much that no, it's it's like, a found, uh, it's a foundation, dude. What it does is it it sets a foundation for you, so that the more you practice it, then a lot of those steps, th- then it then it becomes like five steps, dude. So like it's just a yes. matter of like okay, I would agree so with that. If th- you've that done it, so it's not like it's not like you're in a gold medal. I, I mean, you're, it's not like you're in a gold medal match running thirteen steps in your head, right? You know, and and I I could be wrong. I mean, Brady Ellison might like kick down my door and be like, "You're an idiot." Take the slap the mic out of my hand and be like, "You have no business talking about this." You know, <laughs> but but um, in, in my in my mind, hello, hello, hello. Yo, sorry, I I think it was cutting out there. But but like in yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm here, Brady. You were saying that. Yeah, I mean, you could, like, kick down my door, slap the mic out of my hand and be like, you have no business talking. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not, I've never been to the Olympics. I don't know. Not not my gig. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, like. The door flies open. He's like, (laughs) you don't want to. 26 steps if it's one. (laughs) (laughs) All, All I'm saying is, like, like, it's my belief that you 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 in the beginning you go through these steps and a lot of things are subconscious you know and 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 that's what you do in practice you know and by the time you get to competition like yeah there's maybe only like three or four things that you're that you're really focused on your focus changes you know but if you run into trouble you were you have you have those steps there you have you can always go back to diagnose and figure out where you broken where you broke down you know, yes. like, if, if, like if you're struggling with your shoulder, like then you can go back and open the box and be like, OK, here's where I need to go back and, and, and do like my 11 steps or nine steps, however many steps you have 
you know, and, and run that program again and, and, and fix whatever needs to be fixed. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like if you have, uh, 11 steps that have been split into 33, uh, when something goes wrong, you're like, Oh God, one of my 33 steps has a loose bolt somewhere. I gotta, you know, you gotta go through this whole catalog of steps. Yeah. It, to... It's a lot more simple than I, it's a lot more simplified than I think you're making right. it. But right. one, think... one, one of those steps is a simple like mental thing that you probably do it anyway. You're just not seeing you do. And that's like, you're, you evaluate, like when you shoot an arrow, like, you know, it's a good shot or bad shot, right? Yes. That's your feedback that an NTS that's called feedback and evaluation. That's a step, right? Okay. Like to yes. you, it's a no brainer. Like, you know, that to do that. So mm-hmm. in, in, in the NTS shot cycle, that's a step that you have to do to, 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 um, exactly that evaluate your shot uh-huh. and, to kind and of then, cement it into your routine. Yeah. To kind of... Because you, you got to think that the program was really developed for developing athletes new athletes young athletes children teenagers you know so this people, is a good point. people who have never done this before so so i mean back to what we even started the conversation about was like what you know somebody going to do a 1440 or 900 or whatever like they they should really consider or, or put down into writing exactly what it is that they do in 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 every shot like what are like, what do they control? What do they think about? How do they put their, how do they put their feet? How do they position their shoulder? How do they work their release? Like, you should know how you do all that stuff so that you can always, so that when you, when you're under pressure on your nerves, you can always, you know, you, you make your shot. You can go back and evaluate what you just did so that you can make either, you know, go on to the next shot, repeat that same shot or, or, or make the correction that you need to make. I think a good thing you said earlier was that it was like a development thing and that at some point, you know, your John Dudley 33 steps actually becomes 10 steps because a bunch of the stuff becomes automatic after you've practiced it over and over and over again. So even though the, it, it know, becomes, it becomes uh, a lot of those things become subconscious. Yes, right. Yes, I mean, you're exactly. imprint, you're imprinting those things like, I, like right now, like when I walk up to, to the target, I, if, if my stance isn't set perfectly or the footing's not right, like I feel it and, and it bothers me and you guys, and you guys pick on me all the time because I have my, I, I got, you know, my crispies and I'm like, you know, changing the geography of the hillside to get my footing right. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we and, do. And uh, it's it's one of those things where I walk up to the target and if everything feels good, I shoot my shot. Dude, I kind of want to – is it okay? Are you allowed to take a tiny shovel with you out onto field rounds? And so uh, instead of like – You know, that's something Tim Gillingham has done in the past. Really? Yes, like one of those little army surplus shovels. Like I, like I should not – I heard a story Christ. of him doing that and I'm like – Dude, I, 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 I love that guy. I think he's a great dude. I'm like, but there's also stuff where I'm like, yeah, um, I'm, I would, you know, I'm not going to do that. The, yeah. I mean, middle. he, uh, you know, that guy, that guy is an amazing shooter, but I might, I might draw the line at, you know, carrying around an army surplus shovel, you know, a shovel. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 
But anyway, the he, last time, I, yeah, I saw a picture of him, and he just had so much shit hanging off of him that was nuts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you do what you got to do, right? But, but anyways, like, yeah, but do he, you? Do you have to? Like, I, yeah, I mean, if that's your job, if that's your job, I mean, if you think about it, like, like we're 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 professional shooters, but we're not. That's not our full time job. That's not. That's not correct. A, that's right. not our job. I don't, know, I don't know if you saw Paige's Paige uh, did a little TikTok video today that no, was on Instagram. Was Somebody asked a question like, you know, about professional archery, and and she flat out said it's it, it you, it's a full time job, and you treat it like a job, and it's it's you have to give value, you know. And so like, you know, for Tim, that's his job. You know, he he uh-huh. he works for Goldtip, but like a big part of what he does is shooting um, professionally. So, you know, if, if he feels that he needs to have that tool with him to get the job done, then, then that, that, that's, it is what it is. Although in IBO, although in IBO, you're not allowed to do that. So you would have to learn to adapt. But if, if I'm in a situation where I don't have the ability to, you know, you know, kind of move some, yeah, do some, do some uh, excavating um, at the target, then, at least I know how my footing affects me. And so I'm more aware of other things, you know, then now I have to be more careful with the rest of my setup. So, right. But, right. But that comes from, but that comes with practice and, and, and having an awareness of your biomechanics. And some people, some people have simplified it and it comes natural to them and, and, and their, their mental process is very simple. Uh-huh. For some other people, it's more complex. Yeah, I my my shot process was like three steps, and then uh, studying Kevin Wilkie on Instagram, I increased it to like five steps. Yeah, and you I know? I, th- I I guarantee you, there's probably a lot more more things that you're doing because they're. I mean, honestly, like if if you wanted to share with everybody what you need to do to get better, you could probably fit that into a 35 minute podcast uh-huh and then you'd be done there you go 35 minutes but <laughs> no it, it, the fact that we can make you know you know well you i know, mean i am doing a i am doing a cre- filler episode well <laughs> well i mean this is a pretty this is a pretty intense filler episode yeah i mean you definitely brought some gold you know you brought some gold to the thing. Yeah, but dude, I don't know. I I feel like you're there's a lot more that you're doing there that you you're leading on to. Yeah. Well. Don't 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 be like Brandon. Try to. Brandon said he didn't practice or, or like not very often you know I, I was trying to get it out of him because like there had to be in my opinion there had to be a point where he where he, he practiced a lot he did shoot his where he shot his bow every day and he developed his skill you yes, know I, wonder I mean we're if... we're you and I we're old you know we're old guys Brandon is uh-huh. still somewhat young, you know. So I mean, like, 
um, you know, I'm sure there was a point when he was uh, either a teenager in his early 20s where, like, he'd come home from work and pick up his bow because he wanted to shoot that thing. Right. Right. But now he's he's got to be older than us now, right? <laughs> no. Oh, dude. No. He, he looks like he's damn near 40. Yeah, but he's like, he's in his, I think he's 27. Dude, white people age like shit. <coughs> oh my god! No, anyway. but I, 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 I was hoping that I would get that out of him, but you know that's my my bad for trying to impose my will on other people. Yeah. After yeah. I, I, you know, after after Blake Jerome, you know, I felt like I was playing God, and it. I guess I can't. I guess. Uh, just, yeah. You're quickly becoming the Bill Cosby of podcast <laughs> archery podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, maybe not not quite so Bill Cosby, but mm-hmm. dude, you know what'd yeah. be cool is if you had a Hoyt jersey that looked like a Cosby sweater. <laughs> why? Why are you trying to make me into like this, uh, like old, horrific, uh, terrible person? <laughs> yeah, he had his moments. <laughs> yeah, he did. Anyway, <laughs> on the next on the next broadcast. You're gonna be interviewing Heather, and you're gonna be like, "So you draw the bow back, and the, you do the zipping and the zopping and the bippity bap, and then you shoot the arrow in the Jello pudding." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, man. so what do you, what do you what would you do? Like, if you were gonna shoot the fourteen forty, what would you do tomorrow? Well, I'm mainly giving advice for the nine hundred because at this point. It's too late for me to give any advice for people that are shooting the 1440. The The main advice that I could give is to just approach every shot like it's your first shot. You know, at this point, your homework should be done. Your sight marks are done. You know, you got to just, you just got to make, yeah, you just got to make good shots. And if it doesn't go in the middle. Yeah. You know, at the night meters, you got to pay attention to the flag, the wind flag. But, you know, there's not much you could do there either. Be, you know, canting your bow at 90, 90 meters to try to, you know, you know, lean a shot in. You're, you got to good middle shots. Mm-hmm. Know. Would you agree? There's not, I mean, at this point, there's not much they can do. I'm going to, I'm not going to touch the, I'm not going to touch the, um, the whole angling the bow and bubbling thing. I'm not going to touch that one. Today. I don't, I don't, I don't do it. I don't do it. I'm, yeah. I'm against it. I'm not going to touch that one. Well, all right. I'll touch it. Yeah. No, I just, I don't, I've, I've tried different things in the past. So. Hello. Yeah. I I like I like did not hear what you said for the last ten seconds there, but I know I I was losing you. I was talking anyway though. But what I was saying yeah. was, how about for the nine hundred? What would you tell people to do? Um, it's same same advice actually. Like you well, you've been figured, you've been shoot you've been shooting. People you've been got shooting, two weeks. People got two weeks to prepare for the nine hundred.
Yeah, I lost you for the last 20 seconds there, but God damn, dude, this yeah. second half's turning out like shit. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, give, give us a, a what to do, Rudy, for the 900. So I, I think my advice is going to be the same. I think you're going to you're going to shoot your shot you, by now. It's this is extra credit. You've already done the majority of your coursework for the entire uh, season. So now now it's just a matter of putting it together and and uh shooting at the yellow face oh oh, Um, rudy you gotta say all that again because now i lost you for like 10 seconds okay my my saying this is extra credit now like you you've been shooting your bow already um the all the the for the whole summer uh now now it's just time to run that program like in all honesty like the 900s, in my opinion, is easy. There's no reason why um, no one should clean it. it I mean, no one shouldn't clean it. It's cleanable. Yeah, there's no, it's cleanable at this point. You but know. it has not been cleaned in California. It, it has not. And I think it's because, uh, you know, people, people I, don't, I don't know what it is. To be quite honest, I really don't know. I don't know, I don't know why it hasn't, it, I don't know why it hasn't been cleaned yet. But I mean, I, it should be, and and you know, I maybe I may do it next year just to try to try to do it. Try, you try know. clean it. Yeah, I mean that that should be that should be everyone's uh, goal. Um, yeah. But now now within reason, if you're if you're if you haven't shot a an eight ninety or you're an at an eight eighty, like don't at that like be like be be realistic. Like don't don't. So don't say you're going to clean it and then, and then uh, be disappointed when you don't, you know, like right. really try to shoot your best. Right. I try to and, tell people they got to find their Zen thing, which is basically yeah. like, you know, find, uh, set reasonable expectations. Reasonable expectations. But they also, like I said, at this point, don't change anything. Run your program. I, I think that's the best uh, practice. Yeah. Uh, and, change, and the tar- it, change the target face though. Practice on the one twenty two centimeter for sure. Yeah, definitely practice on that target and get get used to that format. Like, I, I still think like like what you know what what uh, the advice that you were given by Domogoy was like, you know, you know, um, really important. Like guys that shoot Vita can shoot anything else. You know, it's 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 a get it's 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 a getting into a good rhythm. You know, shooting those six arrows and building up building up your your endurance to shoot to shoot um all those arrows yeah i agree that shooting feta is about rhythm it's yeah. about getting that really nice you know being comfortable with your pin float and being comfortable executing yeah like it don't don't get lazy treat it with respect and run your pro- program i think actually probably the reason why it hasn't been cleaned yet is because people people don't respect it enough and they go there telling themselves it's so this is easy i've been shooting all 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 summer i got this and then and then they start they they're they get too their ego gets too big and then they start making mistakes you know and that's why you know you know you you get shit faced the night before at a friend's wedding and then go shoot the 900 the next day you know that's why that's why you don't clean it that's why it hasn't been done Damn, shots fired. Shots fired, Nick. Yeah. 
Well, and, you know, I agree. I personally, I think a little bit of wind blows, and then people get all fucking their butthole puckers, and then it's like game over. Yeah, you know? it, people like like I said, you have to run your program. I mean, this, the trick this to, is this is extra credit. Like, the, don't but take it serious. The trick to archery is to keep your butthole from puckering all day. I you know I I haven't read um, any. Uh, any analysis about uh, that concept yet? So you, your fart should make zero noise at any given moment throughout an archery event. I don't know. I think you should just let it happen. <laughs> just let the pucker happen. Like, so if the wind blows and you get a little flinchy, you know, no. just uh, engage. Just uh, you know, let it be part of the game or what? Bodily functions are natural. Just let it happen. I'm not talking about farting anymore, Rudy. That was an analogy. It was an, an analogy for getting inside your own head. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Don't. Don't. <laughs> just. Just shoot your shot. It, it's not. Yeah. The, the, I, I'd say approach each and, shot and like, treat, it's, like it's a new one. And treat it with respect, because because uh, oftentimes people go into the 900s with an extreme amount of arrogance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have in the past. I thought I was going to clean it one year. And that's, and, and that's, well, that's, but arrogance is. I, I think it's different than knowing that you're, knowing that you're capable of cleaning it, and then going into it with arrogance is two separate things. I mean, uh-huh. Con- the conf- confidence. There's confidence and arrogance. Exactly, Ar- arrogance will lead to you making mistakes that you normally wouldn't make. Man, this in, almost through the, through the course of 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 your of your shot. Archery Unfiltered almost border. It's almost a philosophy podcast. It's almost more philosophy than archery. Yeah, and some people would argue that philosophy is nothing but a bunch of bullshit. I mean, my, you're saying my podcast is a bunch of bullshit. No, I'm just saying. No, not, <laughs> not, not Rudy's you. Like, Rudy's like, I'm just saying, Broadcast <laughs> Archery is going to have a new guest on tomorrow. Heather Gord, tune in. <laughs> no. Well, right, Rudy, hey, I think we've we've uh, I think we've probably set a new record for our Archer Unfiltered podcast, but probably uh, uh, I think we've beat this uh, we've beat this dead horse into the ground long enough. I think I've yeah. I think you've helped me fill uh, <laughs> fill an episode. I think I think if I think we helped a lot of people here today because. The the funny thing is is uh, nothing's changed since, um, you know, a month ago. Nothing's changed. What do you mean? And people just have to be reminded. No, I mean, if, like, there's no new piece of information that someone is going to get about how to get better at this point. You know, right? It's, a lot of it's just uh, reminders. It's like reminders, and I think it's like, yes, hey exactly. guys, this event's coming up next. Here's what you need this to be ready free, for. It's free coaching. It's is a uh, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, you know, and here's another thing. Everyone that messages me asking me if I will coach them, I won't. Okay. I'm not a coach. I have a baby. That's what the podcast is for. If you want to pay me, you can pay me. I, uh, but I don't coach. All right. Yeah. Just listen to the podcast. Ru- Rudy. Hey, Rudy coaches. He's a level four coach. Yeah. I don't even tell people that anymore. Yeah. But you're a level four coach and people can go get uh, coaching lessons from Rudy at West, West Coast, Coast Archer. In Petaluma, my favorite. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks, Rudy. You got it, brother. All right, man. I'll talk when to you soon. When you're ready for me to yell at you again, just let me know. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it, man. Uh, <laughs> everyone, tune in.
Park Street. Rudy's got some top-notch guests coming on. Heather Gore's coming up next. And uh, I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, brother. All right, buddy. Take care, Rudy. All right, later. Man, so that was my interview with Rudy. I'm sorry, guys. The audio quality was... Uh, it had a lot to be desired. Or at least the audio quality I thought was okay, but... Man, the, my I'm dri- I'm on a long drive right now, and I I just wanted to give you guys some content to, to chew on over the weekend. So uh, you know, there's going to be some parts where the our our cell reception gets cut out, and it gets kind of uh, amateurish for a little bit. But you know, it's okay. There's still good content in here. I hope you guys I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope everyone shoots good this weekend. I hope everyone keeps it exy, keeps it exy. Oh yeah, break it middle. Um, as always, can you guys hear that? I just hit the rumble strips on the side of the road. Uh, you guys, uh, this episode's brought to you by DB Custom Coatings. They are my friends, uh, Darren and Bet. They Cerakote bows. Uh, I just got a little project bow done, um, in Bazooka Green, which is a really badass looking green color. It's kind of like OD Green, but like a little lighter. It's a little more... I don't know, like plant, plant-ish, but, uh, yeah, it's sick. There are so many colors that you can get Cerakoted. Uh, Darren also does camo, like different types of camo. There is a Matthews bow my buddy Taman has that is done in white and black Cryptek camo. It looks sick. Uh, Darren is, uh, a master at his craft, so you guys should check it out. You know, if you, you know, the... Target bows come out. A new one comes out every two years. If you don't want to buy a whole new bow, get you know get your bow Cerakoted. It'll make it look sick. It, it you know some people will argue that it increases the value. You know I it's, I've always had good luck selling my old bows after I've had them Cerakoted, um, just because they look rare. You know they look cool, and the Cerakoting protects the the finish from getting all chipped up by your arrow rest and your sights and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Oh, other sponsors, Carbon Craft Stabilizers. You guys know them. They are, uh, you can get them from Brian Webb at Impact Archery in Fresno. Give them a call. Uh, I I believe you can get them from West Coast Archery as well. But uh, ultimately, they're going to have to contact Brian Webb, I think, to get them. Um, Hopefully, we're going to see a new Carbon Craft bar released this year. There is something in the works, and it's something special, and so I, I'm very excited to see it. Uh, when that does come out, you guys will be the first to know. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I hope this wasn't too painful. I know I'll probably get some criticisms on this episode, but you know what? This is just a filler episode. Uh, you know, I just, I mean, I'm calling it a filler episode. I just want you guys to stay on your toes. 900's coming. You know, this weekend's 1440. Hopefully I'll do a recap on the 1440 once I see who wins it, all right? You guys have a great weekend. Shoot straight, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.